Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Copenhagen, Denmark with my new friend Sally Benell, the founder of the Navi Savvy app. She moved to Copenhagen while working a remote job, and she feels that the city is the perfect balance between her small town roots, Scandinavian heritage, and the big city life of New York City. In this episode, Sally and I talk about visiting the mermaid statue, exploring the Tivoli Gardens, and skiing at Copenhagen. You're about these three amazing experiences, plus so much more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Copenhagen. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Using airline miles and hotel points makes travel affordable, but keeping track of all those loyalty programs can be a challenge. That's why I use AwardWalt to track my miles and points balances, reservations, and special goodies like free hotel night certificates and airline companion passes. Having everything in one easy-to-use dashboard helps ensure that I don't lose any rewards and makes logging into my accounts super easy. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash award wallet to start your free account. Hey, Sally. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Today, we're talking about Copenhagen, Denmark, and I've flown through that city, but I haven't had a chance to explore it, so I'm really looking forward to hearing all your tips. (laughs) <laughs> I, I've got plenty of little insider tips, but uh, definitely is one of those cities that not everybody thinks to first when it comes to a travel destination. But I've never met anyone that said, oh, I didn't like that city. So <laughs> everyone leaves pretty pleased, it seems. Right on, right on. Yeah, I actually, I was flying to uh, Bill in Denmark for the Lego factory and the original Legoland for, with my son a couple of years ago and missed out on seeing uh, Copenhagen. Uh, so what's your connection to the city? Well, my family is actually Scandinavian, first and foremost, so I definitely look the part. But I ended up nearly marrying a Danish guy, but uh, didn't work out. But I love the city so much, I can't stay away. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, not fantastic that you didn't marry him, but it's fantastic that you can't stay away. <laughs> it, it's, it worked out as, as, a, as a life should, I you think, you know, so there's plenty of good looking men over here. So I'm not too worried. <laughs> right on, right on. There we go. <laughs> so obviously you've been in the town for a little while now. If you had to describe like the people or the city in a, in a few words, how would you do that? Oh, rad. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're just, there's something about everything, their attitude, their, how they dress, the vibe they have, especially when it comes to, you know, compared to other Scandinavian countries, they're they're kind of the rowdy cousins, you could say, to the the Swedes and that. And, you know, <laughs> they're just a cool vibe here. And they're always doing something new and fresh, whether it's in the art scene or the culinary scene or even just bars. And they've just got a good, ha- a good pulse on kind of what's trending and happening all the time. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, and we're going to talk about some of the bars and some of the, the all the different fun things to do in, in a couple of minutes. So obviously, like you mentioned, Scandinavia, you know, winters are probably pretty chilly. What's the weather like throughout the year? And and if, if somebody's planning their trip, what time of year should should they plan their trip? Well, there's nothing better than Danish summer. <laughs> that is probably the ultimate in what every Dane why they keep hanging on through February and March, just thinking about <laughs> June and July <laughs> and August, you know, those are the, the the hot times for sure. But um, the weather here, it's, it's very interesting. I mean, obviously we are pretty far North, but we don't get a lot of 
snow, really. It's more of kind of that rainy atmosphere, cloudy, but in dark days during the winter. <laughs> but, you know, it, the temperature, I guess, in, um, I'd say Fahrenheit, probably 40s, you know, for the most part in the winter. Um, doesn't get too bad, but um, in the summer, it gets quite nice. It's a it's a really warm day here if it ever hits 89, <laughs> you know, if rare to the 90s and the second any, it's you even see a, a bit of sun, you can, especially in the summer, you'll see all the Danes sitting outside sunbathing. So, you know, even if it's 79, <laughs> just, it's something you can get around here. So I'd say obviously, you know, coming late May up until the start of September is already getting a little dark and, and that, but I'd say July is one of the most perfect times. And a lot of the Danes take about a month off, usually in into July and August, some time in there. So the city's full of tourists and a lot of people go up to the north or they've got a second home. The city might not have as uh, many locals at that time, but it's still probably the best time to come, I'd say, unless you're intending to marry a Danish man or a girl. <laughs> <laughs> what type of festivals happen throughout the year? Anything in particular that you recommend uh, somebody plan their trip around? The music scene here is pretty amazing. And, you know, they have one really, really big festival each year in which, you know, I had come from working in the music business and I'd never even heard of this. Yeah, so they have a thing called distortion. And it usually happens around the end of May. But they basically set up all the different kind of boroughs in the city, you could say, with different concerts each night. And the town basically shuts down in that area. And everybody's out. The streets are wild. There's after concerts back in Christiania or wherever they have them. And it's just probably the wildest week <laughs> that you could probably come here. And <laughs> if you weren't planning on coming here and you accidentally came that week, you would be, you'd wonder if that's how it was all the time. But you know, it is probably a must do for anybody. Uh, it's a lot more of the, I'd say, more electric of scenes. But, you know, there's also some great uh, festivals throughout the summer. Uh, they have Scannable. They have the music Schmuckfest, which is schmuck. When I first heard that, I was like, yeah, you, everyone's a, a schmuck as they get there. But uh, <laughs> schmuck in Danish means a beautiful. So the beautiful festivals. So if you definitely want to go and see the beautiful people of Denmark, they're all there during usually about the second week of August. So it's there's some amazing things. And they usually get some worldwide artists to be performing at that. And they, they always... Um, Aqua, who sang Barbie Girl, is Danish. And so I swear that every time Barbie Girl comes on the ra uh, radio or in a club, people just go absolutely crazy. And they usually play at one of the festivals at some point during the year. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the uh, Danish national anthem for partying, right? Yes, it is. Basically, if you put on and they seem to love anything Backstreet Boys. So I'm like, really? <laughs> but there's, there's some things I, I don't know. It's like I can't explain it. <laughs> right on. All right. So. If, if people are, are flying there, like I know when I flew, we had to stop off someplace in, in Europe on, along our way to Copenhagen. Are there direct flights from the U.S.? And obviously, I would assume that's like the one major airport there. But are, are there direct flights from the U.S.? Should we have to take a, a stop someplace? Or, or are there certain airlines that you recommend flying to, to Copenhagen? Absolutely. And, you know, back in the day, and I say, you know, a couple of years ago when Norwegian Airlines was really operating at full capacity – it was perfect. They had directs from Copenhagen to New York to Denver to you name it. That's 
obviously been cut back a little bit. And but, you know, obviously, SAS is kind of the Scandinavian Airlines over here that has a lot of direct flights. They have uh, you can get Copenhagen to um, New York quite easily. You know, a lot of kind of the hot spots. I actually just had booked a flight to a direct uh, Copenhagen to Chicago, which I wasn't expecting that to be, but that was on SAS as well. And, you know, kind of a little trick of the trade. You know, there's so many great discount airlines over here. If you can't, if it's going to cost quite a bit, it's easy to just take a puddle jumper over to Munich or, you know, to Frankfurt or even London and take something direct from there because it's really only an hour flight or so from those. So, it's sometimes worth it, and it's easier on the pocket. An EasyJet or Ryanair flight. <laughs> that, that, that sounds really good. Okay, so so say we land there at the airport, uh, and then from there, getting into the city, do we rent a car? Is there public transportation, or should we take Uber? Like, what's the best way to get from the airport to the town? The train station. The train there is so efficient. It takes maybe about fifteen minutes max, and it's you know a few bucks uh, or krona as you would hear, but everything is cashless. So you can use your credit card everywhere. You really don't even need any Krona. I mean, you can operate 100% without ever taking out any money since everything is pretty much, you know, they don't always take American Express, but anything else, Visa, MasterCard, they're pretty good about. But definitely it takes you right into the city center. If you want to just get off there, there it also connects as well to the, the subway system they have here, which they constantly are expanding. It's super clean. It's easy, efficient. It's so easy. <laughs> and then once you get here, you can easily get there's there's taxis. They actually used to have Uber here and they no longer do because it didn't meet Danish safety standards, which is really kind of crazy. So they have their own versions of that, whether it's Taxa, T-A-X-A. They have an app in which you can basically same kind of process and it works for American numbers or foreign numbers or foreign credit cards. So it definitely makes it easy to get here. And get around. And then probably other thing is you do not need a car. <laughs> you can bike everywhere. And that is the most common way to get around. I mean, even you can walk everywhere very easily here. But there are bicycles. Most of the hotels actually provide bicycles. You don't even need to rent one. All the hotels you basically will just give you a key for the day and you can cruise around. Uh, there's also Donkey Republic. Um, they're kind of like uh, the Uber for bicycles here. <laughs> so you can just jump on one that's nearby and head to where you need to go and leave it there. So there's some really great options. There's even, you know, you can, if you really need to rent a car, there's the same kind of um, apps as there are in the U.S. where you can just get them for the day. So, I mean, if you really need something to ride a car in, but for the most part, you can get there by train, you can get around. There's also a really crazy app called WeGo. I know that sounds nuts, but basically if you need a trip somewhere that someone else is going in that direction, the Danes are so trusting that you basically can just bid to say, I, if you're going to Vestibule or wherever they're going and if they're going in the same direction, they'll pick you up and you pay them a little bit. So <laughs> it's, it's very easy to get around here, but I will warn you, you have to follow the bike lane rules. That is probably the number one thing and the probably the biggest thing I see foreigners making a mistake. They're so used to just cruising on their bikes and in their little towns or even their cities. It is no joke here. It is no different than operating a car. You line up, you know, I have a photo as well of like just all these bikes, like the rush hour traffic is just <laughs> 40 bikes in a light and they're all back to back to back to back. Nobody crushes together. 
They all wait, even if there's no traffic coming, everyone patiently waits until it turns green. Like it's just like the very Danish way to do things, you know, that there's no reason to rock the boat. <laughs> so for as <laughs> wild and crazy as they get, they're very, very um by the book on something. So definitely make sure that you learn your hand signals and properly uh, stay in line. I definitely got flagged for that the first. I had to, I basically had to go back to bike training school for, for <laughs> it's much like taking a driver's license here. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So we're talking about uh, getting around the town and everything else. What part of town should we book our hotel or Airbnb or wherever we're staying? And are there any areas maybe we should stay away from? Well, all of Denmark is incredibly safe. For the most part, you're pretty central. I mean, obviously it's called Centro. That's kind of where everything like Stuttgart and all like the main shopping and where you'd see kind of the big sightseeing <laughs> things, lots of and everything to go see. But I'd say, you know, that or Vestibule, they're pretty near each other. Norbo is another area just right on the other side of the lakes that you can just get over a quick bridge to get into Centrum. So Copenhagen is kind of interesting, but it has an area called Fredericksburg. And Fredericksburg is technically its own municipality inside of Copenhagen. So it is a beautiful, a little more relaxed, um, you know, maybe not as touristic, but definitely worth a stay out there, at least to go visit the the Fredericksburg Gardens, which is, you know, just a amazing gardens like you would have never imagined. So it's definitely worth it to take the bike out there and you can get out there very quickly from Central in 10, 15 minutes. So everything's super close here. And, you know, I'd say definitely kind of stay near the lakes or kind of the surrounding area. If you get anything kind of too far out, it's just easier to walk everywhere or have your bike. So okay. that's, that would be my suggestions. <laughs> that sounds good. There, I guess there is one part of town that's held the, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, Istigod. <laughs> Istigod. You have to say it like there's a, they'll hate me to say this, but like a potato in your mouth. Istigod. <laughs> yeah, so it's basically there's one street. It's right next to the train station. Once you kind of go in a few, it's basically the one street in which they have some homeless people, maybe some some girls of the night, uh, strip joints, maybe some drug dealers. But for the most part, I mean, it's just it's gentrified these days. I, I'm funny enough. I'm just a couple blocks from it at the moment, and it's you wouldn't really know too much. But it's interesting because in Denmark, with kind of the the way that you know the society works here, that if someone's homeless, it's because they chose to be homeless. There is resources for everybody. There's no reason anyone would ever be on the street unless that's kind of the lifestyle that they want. So okay. it's really interesting It's <laughs> how things operate here. But you should also, just a side note, so there's a Christiania. It's a very interesting kind of history to this, but there was a bunch of, it's kind of its own little island. It's, Copenhagen's made up of several little islands. And this island is basically called Freehold. So a bunch of, in the 60s, a bunch of people went in and kind of settled in these old army barracks. And they kind of took over this area. And they weren't paying any, you know, taxes or anything. And they declared themselves their own, like, mini nation. There's a big sign over it that says, you are officially leaving the EU or Europe. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> There's people that still live there. And, you know, but they've kind of, again, what used to be a little more sketchy area. I mean, there's pushers there and, you know, they kind of have that that vibe where they'll sell hash and 
you know, whatnot. But the cops know what's going on and they just kind of leave them alone. And, you know, it's kind of this odd area of, you know, hippies living in the middle of Denmark and still, I don't know, it's it's definitely worth a visit. So okay, <laughs> that sounds uh, very interesting. Like it's it's definitely going to be a, a departure for what you would expect for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they always surprise you somehow. Absolutely. So let's talk about some of the things to do while we're there in Copenhagen. What are some like the the must sees that we should we should do? Well, I mean, the one thing they are known for is the mermaid, <laughs> but uh, that's basically a small statue from uh, Hans Christian Andersen, who was Danish, and his story of the the Little Mermaid. So they have a a statue in which everyone and kind of what they're known for. It is very small. It's wouldn't say it is jaw dropping, but definitely uh, check it off your your to do list. I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, I definitely think the Tivoli Park. It's you know one of the oldest um, parks still operating. I believe it's absolutely beautiful. It is decorated. It's magical. You can go there during the summer. You can. They have it open. They just. I saw them putting out just the other day. Um, they do like a Halloween theme in October and then they'll move it over to maybe maybe end of mid-November to more of like a Christmas market and it is absolutely gorgeous. So it shuts down usually in the wintertime and then opens again, I think, in April. So don't don't hold me to those exact dates, but uh, it, it probably depends on the weather too. <laughs> so Tivoli is definitely something. There's an area called Refn. Uh, Refn is kind of this outdoor food market that's open during the summers. Uh, they have bands and DJs out there all, all the time. They have, you know, you can just sit around a bonfire and get beers and any kind of food that you can imagine. It although different stands and it's definitely a must do. So, you know, I, I always end up spending a couple uh, every time I'm here a couple times there. <laughs> no, always- I mean, it sounds like a perfect environment. You're hanging out. With people, a relaxed environment, getting good food, and some drinks, and hanging out in like a good setting around the fire. That, that sounds perfect. It's a, a chill. It's my favorite place to just go on a Sunday if I'm hungover. <laughs> you don't feel like <laughs> get some food and have all the, you know, when you can't make a decision of what you want to eat, it's all there. And you can try it all and just sit and relax and watch the sunset. So it's great. And they also just had um, brought in a thing called Copenhagen. I know that. Sounds a little odd, but basically it used to be an old waste plant that turned into an energy plant that they put a little ski resort thing on where you can basically go up and like ski down this. And so they do some cool stuff in the winter there. They also have some stuff that you can do up there during the summer. So there's adventure parks. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. If whatever you're looking for, it's just out of town a little bit as well. So, you know, they've got so much to do here, but just the city alone will keep you busy. Things that you wouldn't probably expect. A lot of times I, I travel with my kids, but sometimes uh, my wife and I are able to just get away. Like you mentioned a lot of the different clubs and, and uh, the bars and everything like that. From what I saw is that some of those actually require like a membership or something like that to be able to to get into some of them. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I mean, for as much as Denmark is a very kind of open city, there's also there's definitely a nightclub scene here. And it is very kind of closed off. And it's so funny because I've looked in, you know, on just out of curiosity, TripAdvisor and some of those and see what they say is like the hot nightclub places. And I'm like, I've never even heard of those. That's (laughs) where nobody goes. (laughs) So there's always something new and cool. And but, you know, for the most part, if you are willing to get there early and wait in a queue, 
they'll usually let you in. They may, you may have to pay a cover, but there's also an app that just came out called Nix, N-Y-X, and you can actually request to be part of like uh, memberships. So if you're really coming here and wanting to hit the party scene, I, I definitely would download that and see what you can get um, some status before on before getting in here. But <laughs> I am always a club goer. So, you know, I was just at Luso the other night and gosh, there's just plenty dandy bloom. There's just always some cool new place around here as well. So people can hit me up and I'll always be happy to tell them the newest, hottest nightclub that just opened. Museo, it used to be Dolores. <laughs> you know, it's it's always changing, but it's definitely worth it in a good time. Well, that's good. It's one of those things that no matter how, how often you go to Copenhagen, every time it can be a different experience based on that. Oh, yes, definitely. And I will warn the women Everybody wears sneakers here, even to the nightclubs. So you're you're fine with, you know, wearing a sexy dress and some big sneakers. And I've definitely been wearing my New York City style heels here for many years. And it is all cobblestone. So unless you are <laughs> amazing at walking in that, otherwise I've had uh, myself and my friend at another time when she visited uh, sprain an ankle. So oh, no. definitely something to watch out for. No wonder they all wear sneakers. So <laughs> my wife will definitely appreciate that. You know, so. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gonna know. Absolutely. So we only have a couple of minutes left. So let, let's talk about some of like the the really good food places and like some of the different type of meals we should have and experience while we're there in Copenhagen. What are some of your favorites? Oh well, I believe Copenhagen has maybe I'm. I don't know it's per capita, but the most Michelin star restaurants for a city or something like that, they have some of the best food from all over the world here. I mean, obviously, Noma is the most exclusive place to go and to get into, but you can find great food anywhere around the corner. There's a great area called um, the Meatpacking. Uh, it's not too far from where I'm at at the moment here in Vestable. They have so many great restaurants, food. There's... Any kind of food you want to walk around and get anything from something local in Danish or great um, uh, war pigs. They have a place. It's, you know, barbecue style. And there's just so many good places here that, you know, you cannot go wrong. And I, I truly mean that. And they also, for the most part, have a lot of good mid-range places. So you can eat something nice kind of on any budget. But if you're definitely coming out of the clubs, there's always um, <laughs> a Peter or Durham shop or whatever. There's always something open late night to feel that, uh, to finish a <laughs> your night off, I guess. So say if we're getting ready to go explore for the day, where would we go for like a good breakfast uh, before we set, we head out? That's a tough one. I, I'm usually uh, never out of the house until three o'clock, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, there's so many great little cafes. Going to be great cup of coffee. They'll have you know, the Danish pastries. So there's anywhere you walk in, they probably will have something very Danish for you to eat and, and enjoy. So they don't call them a Danish for nothing. So <laughs> <laughs> Right on. All right. Well, what about if uh, like, I'm sitting there with my kids and like they want like, a, like an afternoon treat, like some ice cream or some something sweet? Where would we go for that? Definitely, I'd walk down to Stogart, and there are all sorts of 
candy shops. They absolutely love their candy here. You can walk in kind of anywhere on the, the street and just see this massive candy store. You just get out big scoops and you put it into little baggies and, and they weigh it. And you can find that almost anywhere on the street. So <laughs> I would just say, look around what's what's near you. And there is certainly a candy store. They go crazy for it here. So they have very, some interesting kind of candies as well. They kind of have these black licorice that have chocolate covers on them. So yes, they've just got all sorts of kind of oddball stuff. (laughs) Although, yeah, be careful what you eat though too. It might be, you know, beef tongue or something as well. So, you know, you kind of got to fill it out for, (laughs) make sure. (laughs) I've been bamboozled before. That's for sure. Oh, nice. (laughs) Where would we go if we want something that's like more like like a traditional Danish meal? Of course, they're always going to have the Danish brown bread. So you can get, they make these little Danish brown breads with, they'll put anything on top of them and there'll be a meat and then a fish and then, you know, they'll put anything on these brown breads. But I prefer kind of the the old school, the heavy meals, kind of like you get at Christmas around here, whether it was a a duck or they have a, a pork, a roast pork dish that has these, they're white round little potatoes and they're everywhere in Denmark in traditional meals and they put brown sauce on them and usually have, you know, something pickled on the side, whether it's cucumber, or, but it is definitely, you know, hit up a traditional Danish meal. I'd say the roast pork is probably my favorite if you're going to go for it. So <laughs> do you have any suggestions as far as uh, where we go for that? I actually just had dinner last night at one of my favorite places. There's Frick Barner's Calder which basically it's FRK Barner's. It's the K and the A-E together if you're trying to Google it, L-D-E-R. And it is one of the most traditional places here that, you know, even my friends last night, the the Danes took me out and it was absolutely amazing. And it's, of course, totally worth it. <laughs> it's as homey and Danish as it gets. So I'll definitely drop some spots of my favorite places to go around. And there's even some great Danish cuisine right in the meatpacking as well. So you can kind of find it anywhere, but there's they have their own take on uh, different things. But yeah, just ask for the best Danish place nearby. And there's usually one on the end of every block. So <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Well, Sally, I really appreciate you sharing all these amazing tips for Copenhagen. I learned a lot and I can't wait to come visit. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Copenhagen, where should they go and where should they eat? There's a place called Gorilla that is probably one of my favorites. They do a 10-course menu and they do a wine pairing with each course. It is amazing food. It's definitely a fun vibe. Yeah, there's also a place called Yamas, which is just a good kind of Spanish vibe tapas, but definitely a party as well. <laughs> so that's probably my two, like when I bring friends, places that I like to take them. Oh, that sounds wonderful. You've been in and out of Copenhagen for many years of your life. I'm sure you have many different stories. So which one are your most memorable? Uh, well, I have plenty. I'll, I'll quickly give you two versions. <laughs> okay. Probably one of the most memorable was walking up and meeting my quote, quote, mother-in-law at a cafe. And as I go inside, there is all these strollers outside and they all have babies in them. (laughs) And I'm like, what in the hell? Like, where are their moms at? And I get inside and I was like, do you know there's like eight baby carriages with kids in it? She's like, oh yeah, 
we leave our, our babies outside. The cold is good for them. And I'm like, <laughs> what? You leave the babies outside? Yes, yes. It's it's very good for them to stay outside. It's It helps them sleep better. And I was like, did you leave your kids outside? She's like, all the time. It's like, nobody takes them or ever. She's like, one time, Keen, he, I went down to the garden and he was not there, but somebody brought him back. And I just thought, <laughs> what? Wow. Okay. I was like, well, if we have a kid, I, that's not going to happen. They'll be chained up. I, <laughs> but there was a story of a gal, a Danish girl in the States who had done the same thing. And she actually got um, child neglect. And But she yeah. was like, that's just common where we come from. So, so definitely don't be shocked if you see a bunch of babies outside by themselves. Yeah, that's like 180 degrees different than like the helicopter parents we have here in, in the U.S. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so definitely, that's uh, probably one of my most memorable and things that I tell people to, holy cow, wasn't expecting that. Yeah, hopefully they're not doing a little happy hour uh, when they're doing that. But uh, no, They just put them on a bike. It's so funny because you literally, they just put them on a bike or they have these Christiana bikes. It's basically just a big bucket or box on the front and the parents just haul the kids in there and ride their bikes and you'll see babies on bikes everywhere on the front and the back actually before i came over to i was running around outside today and of course it opened downpours while i'm on the bike and i look around and all these little kids aren't even flinching they're just in the rain you know the same with the people riding it it's just it's common nobody even you know pulls over to get under cover it's just like gotta get home <laughs> <laughs> wow that is crazy well after hearing of that i may need a drink so <laughs> where where is the happiest happy hour in copenhagen oh well the danes love a friday bar so a friday bar is basically when everybody kind of finishes their their work day the whole groups go down and they basically have an open bar at a bar anywhere nearby them so I'd say if there's any time that you're definitely going to go get a great, just drunk happy hour <laughs> of anywhere, look for whatever's <laughs> packed and you can usually probably get a free drink. If you're looking for a little more upscale, cool place, there's a great place called Cafe Victor for cocktails. Revenge has some cool cocktails for a happy hour. But, you know, if you are looking just for cheap beers and a good time they have some really great hostels around here i know that sounds a little crazy but some of the hostels are definitely a good time one's called like cph downtown bar and hostel and they have happy hour i think every night from like seven to eight or something so you can always find a, a party in this town and people want to have a good time especially <laughs> if it's friday so yeah i mean they're, they're trying to try to drown out their memories of being a baby and being left outside i guess exactly <laughs> one other thing is they have something here basically they have a christmas beer and it's kind of the kickoff to christmas so there's a yuletide beer and it comes out and it's in a different can and they have big promotion but it's the kickoff to christmas at like the end of november and people just go out and get wild like the beer tastes maybe a little different but they just make an excuse and you know anytime here during december a christmas party it's a wild time so <laughs> hold on to your seats <laughs> right on i mean yeah i mean i, I usually like I, I kind of avoid like the cold places during the winter times you know but i think i'm just got to go just to go experience it it sounds like a lot of fun <laughs> Yes, yes. It's dangerous, but it's a good time. So Right on. Well, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out the local pizza. What, what's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Copenhagen? 
Oh, well, this is coming from a previous New Yorker. So I, I have many opinions on this and, and some locals may fight me on it too. But I really like this place called Mother's. Mother's, it's actually near the um, meatpacking as well. But there's Groms, G-R-O-M-S. Groms is kind of a, a Danish company standard of, you know, what people love for, for their pizza. And also, you, it'll be very interesting, though, is most of the time, Danes don't use their hands to eat. So you'll see people cutting pizza slices. So oh, that's like just, blasphemy. Just be, <laughs> 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 when we, uh, my ex and I lived in the States, he'd get a hamburger and he was cutting it and eating it with a fork and knife. And I said, not if you're going to live here. <laughs> Pick it up. Pick it up. Like, there's some things, buffalo wings, burgers, and, and pizza slices. So, you know, but very proper. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, I, I know you have an amazing travel app, uh, and you travel all over the world. So I'm sure you have some awesome tips. So which one are your best? Easy, easy. I mean, yeah, I've been to 95 countries and running all over. So I've learned a lot of good things and bad things. But I think, you know, one of the biggest tips that I have is... I fly a lot on miles, but people are always wondering how I get these great deals. And one of my tips is I always look for surrounding cities that are major airports or kind of connect between two of my destinations if it's the long haul. So one time I was in Singapore needing to get to London. So I just took a quick puddle jumper to Kuala Lumpur and flew first class for you know 30,000 miles for 12 hours. So I think that's kind of my don't always put in the your exact two points of where you need to go look at kind of the deals around you and you can fly dirt cheap for long hauls and on miles so and definitely make you look like you're you're flying uh the first class all the time everywhere absolutely well yeah i mean the thing is like for even even for people that aren't into miles and points because that's how i travel too but even for people that don't travel miles and points sometimes cash tickets to those those like alternate cities are wonderful as well so look for those opportunities because like my buddy uh, we used to live in uh, like near LA in Orange County, and he saved I think it was like four hundred and fifty dollars per person by driving to San Diego when he was flying to Hawaii, and so like, th- th- that that savings could pay for the entire trip, like your hotel and all your excursions and everything else like that. So so definitely consider those alternative airports. I'm a big person of last minute hotels. <laughs> I get the best deals, and I've literally walked into a city, was in the taxi, and they're like, "Well, where are you staying?" And I was like. I haven't booked it yet, but just head towards city center. You know, like, I get like the best last minute deals at great places on whether it's hotels tonight or, or some of those. So That's awesome. Well, Sally, again, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about what you do and like about your app? Yeah, yeah. So as a full-time digital nomad now, I have a video-only travel app called Navi Savvy. Uh, the great part about it is... It's unedited videos uploaded by everyday people, and we actually pay for each video that we approve. We make sure that all the information is correct so other people can quickly save and book those experiences. So definitely, you know, get on there, and we're actually giving away two free tickets, and we always like to do that. So keep online and see what we're up to, and we're always doing great giveaways and just for uploading videos and and yeah, it's a great way to see the real experience without it being edited and, you know, no TikTok dances and no photos, no reviews, <laughs> only just positive stuff. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely a fun ride and it keeps me busy every day. But, yeah, it's doing what I love. So That's amazing. So uh, what's the name of the app and is it available for both Apple and Android? 
Yes, it is. It's called Navi Savvy, N-A-V-I-S-A-V-I. And it was for navigationally savviness. That was the the, the breakdown of it. So, <laughs> well, fa- well, fantastic. We'll include links to all that in the show notes for sure. Uh, and then if somebody has questions about your app, about Copenhagen, or about any of, any of your other ventures, what's the best way for, for them to reach you on social media? Yes. Uh, I'm probably a big Instagram girl. If that's if I had to go to one that was checking it every day, you can follow me, Sally Bunnell, S-A-L-L-Y-B-U-N-N-E-L-L on Instagram, and you'll definitely know which one is me. It's the wild blonde party girl in all the photos, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. It's traveling all over the world. so. <laughs> I, I love it. Well, right on. Well, well, Sally, again, I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all those amazing tips, and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Yes, yes, and, and thank you so much. This was so fun and such a great um, opportunity to be able to you know kind of share my experience, and I, I hope it helps. And if I mispronounce anything, please uh, do not uh, come after me. I'm just doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always happy to help anyone navigate this city. I absolutely love it. What an awesome conversation with Sally. It sounds like such a wonderful place to visit. You can find all the links we talked about today at wetravelthere.com forward slash Copenhagen. We want to say thank you to AwardWallet for being today's affiliate partner. It's my favorite way to track airline miles, hotel points, and other loyalty programs. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash AwardWallet to start your free account today. Join us next time as we visit Abington, Virginia to speak with my new friend Kim Jarrett of southernplacesandfaces.com. In this episode, Kim and I talk about catching a show at the Barter Theater, hiking the Virginia Creeper Trail, and exploring Revolutionary War battlefields at the Muster Grounds. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations. 